In today's episode, Marissa Johnson catches up with Junior Miss Salt River, and Tasha Silverhorn interviews Zeke Mendoza about his growing small business. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to OAN Connects. Thank you for joining us today. We are so happy that you take time to listen to our podcast. We really, really appreciate it. My name is Jessica Joaquin, ad sales slash newsperson for the Autumn Action News. I am joined today by senior reporter Tasha Silverhorn. Hi, Tasha. How's it going? Hi, Jess. I'm good. Just happy to be back and happy to be here for OAN Connects. It's been it's been a pretty good time co-hosting this last couple of weeks. Yeah, you think you're getting the hang of it? Yeah, learn, learning a lot of new stuff and trying to get used to talking into this mic. <laughs> That's good, Tasha. I'm glad we got you in on the mix. And, you know, this is the start of, you know, the entire year. We got some really good stuff planned. Is it is it different than writing stories? Yeah, kind of. We still have to write stuff <laughs> here on the script and, uh, you know, write for our questions for interviews. But it was good to interview for a podcast this this week. So I'm excited about that. And when I did the Dirty Bros, that was really fun as well. But it was fun when you're face to face. We did a phone interview in this last one that we're going to do here today with Zeke Mendoza. Nice. Yeah, yeah. The Dirty Bros, uh, if you haven't listened to the last Connects episode, definitely go check that one out. It was a really good interview. And those guys, I still haven't been out to their truck, but I hope to do that mm-hmm. Do that shortly. All right, Tasha, let's get into our first interview Newsperson Marissa Johnson had a chance to sit and talk to Salt River royalty. Maricela Villegas, Junior Miss Salt River 2020-2021, talks about her platform and how her year is going and her hopes for the future. So what is your platform? So this year my platform was on the elders and children, especially during this pandemic, making them feel loved and just as elders and children have that special bond because elders have all the knowledge and they have all the wisdom and children as adolescents don't have that knowledge and their connection and bond will continue our progression as a people. So in my life, just growing up, caring for elders and children has always been a part of um, my everyday life. So how do you plan to implement it, especially during covid I plan to make videos for the elementary school during their morning announcement, singing them happy birthday for um, every month every month this year. And for the elders, I want to do an event where we have a drive-by and we're able to give them gifts like a mug and um, just let them know that we love them and that we are thinking about them. And also, I, I plan to do a project where I interview my grandmother or just an elder in general and extend that invitation to um, members of the community to interview our elders and to be able to um, engage with them. Everyone has a story, and, and this time, at this time, it's important to get them recorded. As we progress into the future of technology, we can leave um, these messages for our future generations. I think both of those sound like amazing ideas. So that being your platform sounds amazing. I'm excited. I talked to Isabella earlier this morning and she was telling me how you guys are getting um, social media, hopefully at Facebook. So is that where it's going to go? Yes. All of our all of our content, everything that we want to do with that platform will definitely be on social media because that's going to be the easiest way to see us, especially now. Yeah. And that's so cool, too, with the um, the school as well. I really like that idea with sending them a message. What will be your main focus during the remainder of your reign? 
the main focus will probably be on keeping our people safe and just attending virtual events and events that require little contact. Since my platform does revolve around elders and children, it's especially important to keep them safe, especially since children are more vulnerable to sicknesses and elders also as they're older. And, um, you know, our children will carry our future. And I hope just to keep them safe and to be able to do things from home. We also will be supporting our local royalty by attending their virtual pageants. How do you plan on preparing the next title holders? For the next title holders, I definitely want to express how beneficial it is to hold the title. Um, being able to represent our community with the crown and sash may seem daunting, but it's truly a beautiful thing. Do you plan on running for more titles in the future? Yeah, for sure. I definitely plan on running for Miss SEC, Miss Scottsdale Community College. My grandmother was actually the first Scottsdale Community College um, her and her friend, Greg Mendoza, Governor Mendoza of the Hidden River Reservation, were um, the ones who began, or the, the Miss Scottsdale Community College. So we have that crown in our house, and I've always seen it. I've always seen it growing up and been inspired, so I think that's definitely a title that I want to go for before I leave Scottsdale Community College. Um, I also, possibly in the future, I may come back and run for Miss Alt River. Thank you so much, Marissa. Please tune into the next Connects episode where Marissa speaks with Miss Salt River 2020-2021, Isabella Doherty. That was a good story. Uh, good job, Marissa. I hope this year we can maybe have some kind of event, if not in person, a virtual event for our pageant contestants this year, which is like in June. So hopefully something cool like that comes out. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think what it's been, it's going to be about a year since we had any sort of real type of mm -hmm. um, event, you know, it, I'm missing, I'm missing the elders, I'm missing royalty coming around, shaking everybody's hand, I miss the food, I miss the dancing, I miss the arts and crafts, I miss being around our people. Um, it's been a rough year for us all, but yeah, hopefully we can see yeah. them uh, in June. Okay, Tasha, take us into our next interview. Today we're here with SRPMIC member Zeke Mendoza. Zeke and his business partner Roman Romero just opened a second location of their business, Prime Kicks and Cuts. Prime Kicks and Cuts sells streetwear and has an in-house barbershop. They provide name brand clothing and have an in-house clothing line along with rare shoes such as Jordans, Nikes, and Yeezys. The two opened their first shop in downtown Mesa in 2015, but after the shop was robbed and damaged, they relocated to Chandler Fashion Square Mall in 2019. On January 30th, they opened a second shop location at Arrowhead Town Center Mall in Glendale, Arizona. Zeke, can you tell us how it feels to open a second location? Um, it's been great. It was, uh, it was a lot of work. It definitely took a lot of time and... Um effort but it's been great it's been a learning experience it was much easier than opening um, the first store just because you kind of know what you have in store um what needs to be done and how fast you need to do it but um and we had a little bit of a longer time span to to work with rather than before on the first shop what made you want to start a business was this something you always wanted to do and how did you connect with your business partner roman it's been a long time coming. When I graduated high school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I went to like community college for a little while. Didn't really find it very interesting, but kind of fell off with that. But then in 2010, I went to school in San Francisco for fashion merchandising. So I always wanted to open a store. And then when I got back, I launched a clothing brand and I started working on a store. And then my barber at the time, he was um, looking for a place to cut. 
And so he was like, hey, why don't you just let me um, rent a space in the back and then I'll help you with the overhead. And that way you can, you don't have to worry too much about the bills. Like it'll be, it'll help both of us. And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. Once we did that, we got our license, uh, barber license and everything squared away. So we were like, well, why don't we just add a couple more chairs? Since we have the license already, we can make more money off of it. And then we just started getting more into depth with the clothing. I've known Roman since junior high. That's when I met him. And he's always been somebody I can count on for different things. Like he's always been a very smart person. So um, we clicked on that. And then business-wise, we just got along really well. And he happened to be one of my really good friends. So it, it made it easy to transition to doing smaller projects together to actually launching a full business. You mentioned you went to college. What did you study? Was it for business? Yeah, so um, so the school I went to was um, it was an art school. So I, I, it wasn't like a traditional college. I didn't have like a math class or I didn't have English. I had classes that were structured like that, but they were all in the fashion sense. So I had psychology classes. They were just like why, why people buy things. And then I had fabric classes and different kinds of classes that would relate to mathematics but it wasn't necessarily like a math 101 or or english 101 anything like that but it definitely made it easier to um go to school because i had those kind of classes rather than a traditional college with the first shot being robbed and this year with the pandemic has that brought you any stress and how have you overcome that yeah um i mean so there's always stress with doing this kind of work i mean um because you never know how it's going to do the next month. It may do well. It may not do well. I mean, you're just kind of um, trying to hopefully build it so it keeps growing. But um, sometimes you do have bad months and um, you just got to do your best to prepare for it. When we first started the business, we um, used a lot of our own personal capital. And it, it's very scary to put up most of the money you have into a project that you're not sure if it's going to pan out. or. But it's something that I always wanted to do, so I didn't want to ever regret not doing it. And just being around other people that had money that could use it for other things and then use it for a business was, uh, it was strange at times. But yeah, you definitely have fears of um, losing money or losing your business for a lot of different reasons. The pandemic was weird. Nobody's ever experienced that before. We were doing really well before it started. And then once it started, it kind of shut everything down for um, two months. We were out of business. And then the next three or four months after that, it was really slow just because everybody was extremely cautious with the virus, which makes sense. But it definitely slowed the business down from growing. I mean, it slowly picked back up. And then we were able to take different precautions, like make sure that everybody's wearing masks, washing hands thoroughly, just becoming cleaner as a barbershop and um, it made making people feel more comfortable. What advice would you give to other community members who are interested in starting their own business? Um, I think the biggest advice is um, just to just to jump in and then um, make sure you're keeping record of all your finances. There are programs available to help you get your tax forms in order, keeping your profit and balance sheet. It's all very important when it comes to like lending or if you're trying to get small business loans, you got to make sure that you have valid credit within your business. And another thing is you just got to take care of your personal credit as well. Cause sometimes when you're a young business, they go off your personal credit. That's That's been one of the biggest things is just um, establishing business credit and um, keeping it you know, up to date. So that way, if anything does happen, you, you are able to withstand the storm. Is there anyone you would like to thank for supporting you and Roman since starting the business? 
Yeah, I mean, I definitely want to thank all my um, friends and family who have shown support and uh, all of the small businesses or got to know them over time. They're really good at showing support to each other because they know they understand it could be a hard thing to do to grow a business. So everybody who's done it before is really always willing to help. It's great. Had a lot of community member help, a lot of community members, um, small jobs for us as far as like construction or helping with certain things, doing events. I did a few events with Dwayne Manuel, and I did a, a few events with um, Donovan Armstrong. We're both community members, and it's just about networking, getting to know those people so um, we can all help each other out when possible. A big thanks to Zeke Mendoza for talking with us and sharing his story. If you would like to check out Prime Kicks and Cuts, you can visit one of two of their locations at the Chandler Fashion Square Mall or at Arrowhead Town Center Mall. You can also visit their website at primekicksandcuts.com. That is going to do it for this episode. We want to thank you again for joining us. Please let us know how we are doing. Feel free to give us some feedback or give us some story suggestions. We are always looking for great stories and we really want to connect with the community. Tasha, let them know how they can reach us. Yeah, email us at authormactionnews at srpmic-nsn.gov or direct message us on Facebook or Instagram. All right, you guys, stay safe and we'll catch you next week for an OAN recap episode. Stay safe and wear your masks. Goodbye.